0: KBCS is powered by listeners just like you. Support this and other KBCS stories, interviews, and highlights by donating at our website, kbcs.fm. 91.3 KBCS HD1 Bellevue, Seattle, Tacoma, a broadcasting service of Bellevue College since 1973. I'm Yuko Kodama. In 2022, the Council on Criminal Justice, a think tank, found that about one-third of veterans say they've been arrested at least once compared to fewer than one-fifth of all non-veterans. This means a higher rate of non-U.S. citizen veterans with lawful permanent residence might have a higher rate of deportation or lifetime bars to re-entry and naturalization. Hector Barajas grew up in the Los Angeles area as a non-U.S. citizen, but with lawful permanent resident status. He enlisted in the Army in 1995. During his service, he won numerous awards, including a Humanitarian Service Medal. He was honorably discharged in 2001. In 2010, still a non-U.S. citizen, but lawfully documented... Barajas was deported to Mexico after he had served a sentence for a crime in 2002. In Tijuana, Mexico, Barajas established the Deported Veterans Support House to offer help to other veterans who have been deported. KBCS's Mari McMiniman, Dana Sherholz, and myself interviewed Hector Barajas at the Deported Veterans Support House in Tijuana. The interview is from 2019.
1: What kind of service your organization provides?
2: Sure, uh, so we uh, basically started out doing housing uh, here in Tijuana, but eventually our services have, uh, we're, we're more of a resource center. We help the guys anywhere from helping them with their VA benefits, connecting them with attorneys. We do, we're uh, in the, the holiday season, we're gonna be doing a Thanksgiving dinner, a toy drive, a posada and we you know we do anything from donations to burial details so we do a lot of everything
1: Hector can you give us a couple examples of um, cases that you have worked with
2: Sure. most of my veterans that I work with there's a there was some kind of criminal conviction but not everybody so we'll start off with you know like we have Mauricio Hernandez who was in Afghanistan green card holder uh, got, went to prison uh... was eventually deported we were able to help him with his VA benefits. Uh, Mauricio not only gets benefits uh, as far as like medical, but he also gets financial part of that, which is like uh, almost three thousand dollars a month, which is a lot of money here in, in, in Mexico. And uh, we have other men that like uh, Isidro, who was in the Vietnam War and didn't commit a crime, just you know over didn't renew his visa, or rather his green card. I take that back. And now he's in the process of citizenship. And we have guys like myself who I was able to get a pardon from the governor and I was able to naturalize after 14 years that we have another guy who had also Marine Corps Jack Aviles and we were able to get him his green card back and uh, so we have a lot of different stories
1: Uh, also so um, we know that you are working in a document, tell us a little bit more about that
2: Uh, the particular documentary that you're probably talking about is called Ready for War Basically, it's, there's three individuals. One is myself, was been deported for a long time, and, and fights to come home. And then there's another individual that just gets deported, and they film throughout his whole deportations. And then again, uh, the other guy who's he was forced to work for the criminal organization.
1: Can you tell us a little bit more about your life as a veteran?
2: Um, sure. So my life, really, I guess I should start from the beginning. I'm a, I was an immigrant. I came here at. The, age of seven years old. I joined as a green card soldier, served five years, ten months. I served with the 82nd Airborne. I, feel, you know, I, I, I did put my life on the line for this country even though it was during peacetime or rather airborne operations, but um, I have many men and women who have fought in wars and, and uh, you know they they were deported as well and basically uh, when I got out of the military I was involved in a shooting and I was deported in 2004 after serving my sentence. And um, when yeah, you asked about how my life was as a veteran. so I never really experienced living in the United States as a veteran because I was deported shortly afterhand. But I experienced what it was to be a deported veteran in Mexico and um, you know, uh, trying to get home. and some people don't don't think that we should be allowed to go back to the United States or that we're not worthy. Of living in the United States, but we we're starting to change that, that, that um, some of that thinking. And um, regardless of what people think, we we are American veterans, and you know I want to be able to enjoy the Veterans Day parades and be able to enjoy my family like every other veteran is doing, and we want to we want that for our veterans, our deported veterans.
1: <clears throat> when you talk about your family, can you talk about a little bit about your parents? and also your daughter, I know you have a daughter, mm-hmm. and where is she at? Sure,
2: well my parents came, brought, brought to us, when we were uh, children, we didn't really have a, uh, we didn't have a choice as far as coming to the United States, but it was one of the best choices they made. Uh, and that opened up me joining joining the service, basically growing up as an American and uh, having a family in, in the United States. So I have a, a young child, 14 years old. I only have one daughter, and she's pretty much the love of my life. And she, uh, uh, it was one of the reasons why I fought so hard to come home.
1: What would you tell the leadership in the U.S. that says it's okay to serve in, enlist into the military without citizenship?
2: Yeah, well, cits, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with serving in the military without citizenship, but at some point. You have to make these people citizens, you have to give them those benefits, because at the end of the day, whether they're deported or whether they, they're going to die and they're going to be buried as American veterans, or you know, they're going to be treated just like any other soldier. Um, so, but uh, it's not okay to deport them and, to not, and then to say, no, we're not going to bring you home. These are people that were willing to die for a constitution that didn't apply to them, for laws that didn't apply to them and when they return if they die then you're going to say thank you for your service yet yeah, they've been deported for so many years there's no there's no honor in that i mean the, this is the law but it doesn't make it a morally right law law you know we've had um, african-americans couldn't vote at one point women couldn't vote at one point this country has done a lot of injustices to different people and we've been able to change them this is an injustice and we need to change it so veterans when they get deported they have limited access to health care they have, they're separated from their families, they can't be with their loved ones, and the, one of the benefits they will have is when they die, they will be brought back to the United States, they will be buried in a military cemetery, if it's available, but they will be honored as American veterans and the flag will be given to some one of the family members and they'll say, thank you for your service from a grateful nation. That's <laughs> I mean, that just doesn't make sense.
1: Hector, what do you think will be the proper way to um, treat somebody when they get in enlisted and then uh, should they be promised citizenship after they come back or
2: I mean people yeah people think different ways people some people think they should finish their whole service some people think they should do one day in combat I think as soon as you sign that down the line and they take you this sw- swearing to the military they should do the swearing ceremony right then and there instead of what you have to you mean you have to go to combat and prove to you that I'm an American citizen, <laughs> and maybe get killed? No, it's, you've already proved that you're willing to go above and beyond by doing basic training and AIT and all that stuff, why, why should I? Most naturalized people, people that naturalize, never have to lift up their finger or go fight for this country. And these people are willing to do it. should do it way before that, I mean, that's just my opinion.
0: Given this journey you've been on, Ooh. would you do it again?
2: Every time. I don't know, I've, I've, that's one of my questions, I ask to all the guys because I've been doing interviews with them on video. It most, most, with the exception of maybe one or two, they would do it all over again. And I'm talking about combat veterans. Uh, yeah, I would do it all over again because the military was one of the best things, one of the best decisions I did in my life. Unfortunately, I didn't do a lot of decisions while I was in or after that, or I would have not ended up in the situation, but even this whole situation, made, I think it made, it made me a better person. Because who knows where Hector would be at right now <laughs> if I hadn't been deported too, you know. So,
0: before you got this place, I mean, you've got a, a nice space here um, for your organization and for servicing other veterans that are in similar situations or, or do other deported veterans. Tell me about how that happened. As soon
2: as you walk in, you're just going to see like, fly American. I'm in America." You know, like you you would think you'd be at a USO or a recruiter station, but. Yeah, so as soon as you see, did a lot of American stuff. There's, to my left over here is Yolanda's office. We work with different organizations, primarily our sister organization, I would call them. Yolanda Varona, who is also my right-hand woman, not right-hand man. She helps me do everything. She, if it wasn't for her, I would, probably wouldn't be here. She's amazing. Come over here to my office, a lot of pictures. My grandfather was in the Mexican military. We recently learned, and I have this picture here. This is a picture of a gal who served in the armed forces. Her father is a deported veteran. She died in a car accident. Her dad couldn't bury her, so we had to bury her in, here in Tijuana. So we have a U.S. Marine here in Tijuana because they wouldn't allow her father to bury her as, with him as a family. His son actually recently joined the Marine Corps. So even after all this has happened to him, his children decided to join the Marine Corps after that. And so um, Talk about patriotism.
0: The father was deported?
2: Mm-hmm. The Marine Corvette.
0: He wouldn't be able to attend his daughter's because funeral.
2: Because he was deported too, yeah. So we did the burial here and there's some beautiful pictures in here. I was able to get volunteers to come down over here and bury her. And this is the little so no mess hall, the place where we eat. This is Yolanda. she sleeps, I sleep downstairs. And uh, whenever the men get here, we have like tons of cots. And we'll just put them up right here and right now nobody's here. So this is just what, kind of what it looks like. We're getting ready for our Christmas toy drive. So we have our, um, you know, starting to collect toys and backpacks that Leno's brought us as well, and getting ready for, uh, for uh, Thanksgiving, which we're gonna have across the street. Normally we have it out here, and then we're getting ready for our toy drive in December. So. There was a point when I was like, this place was full upstairs, and downstairs, we had like three of us sleeping downstairs. <laughs> it's gotten like weird, it's gotten...
0: So you've had, what, seven people here? No, it was more
2: like eight, nine people.
0: And what what kind of services do they most need most quickly?
2: Housing, first thing you need is somewhere to stay. I mean, at the Casa Migrante you can stay there for two weeks, but after that, unless you're a go-getter and they, you know, they they they, they have if they don't if they have an extra staff member that volunteer staff member that they need, you gotta go. There's no place that has permanent housing.
0: And uh, Casa Migrante, where where is that?
2: By down the street.
0: Oh, so you're conveniently located so they right can find you. Right down the street, you. and then
2: the women's shelter is right down the street, too. And the Salvation Army is right down the street.
0: That was Hector Barajas, the executive director of the Deported Veterans Support House in Tijuana. Barajas was granted U.S. citizenship in 2018 after significant efforts. Today, he still runs the Deported Veterans Support House while he works in the U.S. Barajas is also featured in a documentary, Ready for War, which highlights the struggles of deported veterans. Barajas was active in advocating for what led to the Biden administration's launch of the Immigrant Military Members and Veterans Initiative in 2021. The program works to make VA benefits more accessible for non-U.S. citizen veterans and to help more deported veterans return to the U.S. In addition, they work to prevent future veteran deportations. Special thanks to Laura Flores and Jesse Callahan for help editing this story. And thanks to Magdaleno Rosavila for inspiring us to take on this story and for his help in connecting us to it.